I was asking myself all the wrong questions. Why me? Why is it so difficult? Why can't I be happy? Hey there, welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Jamma with Jen. Today I have Kasha Rukoviak, who is a life and success coach, an NLP and EFT practitioner, and hypno- hypnotherapist with a huge passion for helping women create happiness from the inside out. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but then we'll jump right into the podcast. So welcome Kasha to the podcast. Hello, and thank you so much, Jen, for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to hear your story, your transition, because you started out as a veterinarian and now are a coach and helping women really live a life with more meaning, right? Yes, exactly. But there was some other stations in between. So uh, yeah, definitely pivoting, a lot (laughs) of pivoting. Which which is awesome um, because everybody has different pivots in life, but Um, we all have a different journey that's specific to us. So can you share a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I am, as you said, uh, well, since, since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a vet just like my dad. And uh, so I became a veterinarian, but instead of taking the easy route and taking over my dad's clinic, I decided to yeah, to take a harder path and to go to a country uh, where I didn't know if I would be able to practice um, veterinary medicine at all. Uh, and uh, I went to Denmark. I'm originally from Poland and right now I'm I'm living in Poland again, but I've spent majority of my grown-up life in Denmark. So I left Poland to live with my uh, fiance and soon-to-be husband. And I, it was, it was actually a very, very uh, fast manifesting of my, of my work, uh, professional work, because I became very, very fast. I got permission to work as a veterinarian um, faster than I would hope even. But then my first marriage turned out to be a very unpleasant one. And luckily I got out of it also very fast. And so I stayed in Denmark. I decided that you know, it was maybe time where I could say to myself, you know what, this didn't work out and I can just come back home and, you know, still work with my dad. And uh, he would love that, I'm sure. But uh, I decided that I'm going to get back when I am ready to do that, when I want to do that, not because life throws, you know, curveballs at me and, you know, makes me come back. So I decided to stay. And, and so I did. And, um, yeah, to make this long story shorter, uh, I entered another relationship for the wrong reasons, personal relationship um, with a great guy, but totally not for me. And I knew that from the get go. However, the bad experiences from the first marriage, you know, they made me sort of, uh, yeah, enter something that I knew wasn't for me. 
but I wanted safety. I wanted family and I wanted, you know, this old uh, thing that was behind me to, to end as soon as possible. And yeah, uh, but that, unfortunately, I was, I was still working. Uh, I was active uh, professionally and I loved doing what I did. However, I was quite unfulfilled in my personal life, of course, because mm-hmm. the guy was not for me. And although we had kids, luckily we had three amazing, uh, healthy children. Um, I was deeply unhappy. I was unfulfilled. I was running, you know, I was, I was using job as an excuse. I was doing everything I could just, you know, be fulfilled and find purpose. And that is kind of sad when you think that there are three young kids and, and, you know, I, I should be just enjoying being their mom and, yeah. um, all that. So I was kind of feeling as if I was in a golden cage because I had a nice house, very nice house. I had in-house nanny. Uh, I had a great job and on the outside, everything was, was just, you know, super, mm-hmm. but I was dying. I was really dying, especially that as you know, time went by, I met someone. I, I mean, I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It just happened that I, I bumped into someone online that happened to, you know, we started talking and I just found out that I so much lack the human connection that I, you know, I could get from another person and uh, yeah, to make, yeah, I, I fell in love with someone else. And then I decided that that could never happen. That could never become our reality because I'm there. We were in different countries. We were in different relationships. There were six kids involved and that just couldn't be possible. So yeah, that didn't make my life easier. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so um, I was fulfilled when it comes to my professional life and I loved what I was doing, but I was taking all the shifts like Christmas and nights and weekends, um, running away, running away Mm -hmm. from feeling, you know, um, disconnected. And that hurt me. And that hurt me so much that it had led me to a um, personal breakdown, like mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. where I sort of, I was there and it was my life's darkest hour when I decided that I can either end it all or I have to start living my life the way I want because there is nothing in between. Yeah. And so obviously I decided to live since we're talking. And that is, I guess I can say this is thanks to my kids. And uh, I just, you know, uh, and so, yeah. And that I found out something I couldn't do for six years, something, a decision I couldn't really make for, for six long unhappy years. I made it within a few hours and within three weeks, we were already packed and on our way to live in another country, me and three small kids starting a new chapter. Yeah. And that moment was the biggest pivotal moment for me in my life. And this is more or less why I now do something completely different. But still, that wasn't my final destination, because when I came back to Poland 
And I decided to be with a guy, you know, that I loved. And we decided that we would go for it. Um, He eventually became my third husband. (laughs) And we are very happily married. But um, I also decided to to stop practicing veterinary medicine, not because by, by the time my dad's clinic was already sold and he was re- he retired and um, I decided to start a new journey and I became uh, I became a stylist and photographer for interior and interior design. That was such a great pivot. Mm-hmm. And I remember anyone, anyone that would hear my story, knowing what I did before and how I pivoted from, you know, working with, with cows and horses and, and sheep and cats and dogs and all that, just to being a photographer and, and having my, my images all over the world Mm -hmm. printed and, and shared. And I rem I just so clearly remember, uh, women, other women saying to me, whether it's my per- was personal pivot or my professional pivot, they were saying, you know what, I admire you so much. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you get the strength to, to leave an unfulfilling relationship when there were kids? What about like to move to another country? How could you do that? Or how, how weren't you sad? Or like, how could you stop being veterinarian and, and do something different? Like it's such a long education. How could you just throw it all away? Not that it's bad, but I mean, I would like to do something different. And I have all these thoughts, like I would be throwing so much of my life away and I wouldn't be like, what people are going to say, what my parents, how, what about my family? Like, isn't that irresponsible? And I just remember having those sad thoughts, like this shouldn't be, shouldn't be happening. We mm-hmm. women, we should feel empowered to live our lives the way f- that feels good to us. Because I can, I can so much relate to, to being in the position where you tell yourself that you can't, that it's impossible, mm-hmm. that it will never happen for you, that everyone else can have it, but not you, that you have made too many mistakes, have taken too many wrong turns. And now you just can, you know what? You're actually being so ungrateful wanting something more after, you know, having so many, um, so uh, after so many wrong decisions. So yeah. get your shit together and, you know, stop, stop complaining because uh, you're not being grateful. Mm-hmm. And that is not true. You can still be grateful for what you like. I'm super grateful for, for the years that I've been working as a veterinarian. It's over a decade Mm-hmm. And okay, you can say like, oh, it was a, it was a stupid trade to trade like six, almost seven years of your life to study something that you will only practice for a decade. And I get it. But you mm-hmm. know what? This was my choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And I am super grateful for that time. And it has taught me so much. Also, so much of appreciation of what I have now, just being able to have, you know, not work on the weekends, nobody calling in the middle of the night and saying, you know what, you need to look at my cows because there's something wrong with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and so all those steps, they have 
led me to where I am now. And mm-hmm. right now I'm working with women and especially women in their 40s and 50s who just know that there is more to life because they can see it, their friends, you know, doing different things, experiencing mm-hmm. different things, building businesses or maybe pivoting in their careers, just like you did, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, having the courage to to leave an unfulfilling relationship maybe or or move to another country or try something different, something they're, you know, you know, burning to try. But so they can see that it's possible for others, but they just don't believe that it's possible for themselves. And yeah. uh, I I really want to be that person that I didn't have back then. I want to mm-hmm. be that person that is going to tell them, you know what? take it easy. You got this. And uh, let me show you a wider perspective. Yeah. So. And you know what, that everything you've said resonates so much. I mean, I didn't have the similar journey that you've had, but I had people who, because I had shifted out of the corporate world, moved into, I became a chiropractor. So I spent that time in school as well. Um, and I remember people criticizing me or kind of judging my decision to move forward. And I just had to keep telling myself, like, you don't have to like to that, like my mindset, they don't have to wake up and walk in my shoes every day. So they don't get to make the decision and how I live my life. Um, Easier said than done, because like in the moment, that was really hard for me to like mentally overcome that. Um, But I think what you people see this perfect life that you might be living, but like mentally, they don't, they don't know what you're actually feeling inside. So to feel like you're imprisoned in your own life is crazy. Um, even though it looked so successful on the outside. Yeah. And I mean, I can so much relate. And I remember there, there is also this, this, this image I have in my so so clearly I can get back to that when I was standing at the window in my in my house in a beautiful Danish island it was the middle of the summer uh, and kids small kids were playing in the um, in the sand in the garden and uh, their nanny was looking after them so I was just looking outside and I was feeling like a trap like a caged animal and, you know, back then, no one would have guessed my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when people criticize you, when people say, you know what, I don't get how she could do that, how she could, you know, do this or that, how she could leave that relationship. They were such a happy couple, you know, or I don't get how she could just throw it all away and, you know, start all over when she had everything. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about what the other person is going through. We don't have to be in their bed. We don't have to be in their kitchen. We don't have to be in their job. Mm-hmm. Like we have no idea what this other person is going through. And yet we think we can judge them. Well, isn't that also the reason why we are so afraid to do things? Because we are afraid that people are going to judge us. Yes. It's, yeah. It's kind of worth pondering, right? Yeah. So, which is literally one of the reasons why I wanted to create the podcast was because when I was going through my pivot, I wanted, I like sought out books and podcasts and other um, stories of people transitioning in their life. And I wanted to almost feel that sense of 
certainty or confidence that other people have done it and I can too. And that's what I want to showcase is that you're not alone in this, that other people are also going through different transitions in their life. And it's okay to walk away from something that you worked so hard for um, to live a life that's more fulfilling for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember my mom asking me question. I remember exactly where we were, what we were doing. That was after I came back and I, you know, stopped being veterinarian. And I guess actually it took me like, I was already a year in, in my new journey and being photographer and stylist and blogger. And all of a sudden we're, we're, uh, she says to me, don't you ever regret that? And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, don't you ever regret that you're not being veterinarian anymore? That you're not practicing that anymore. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I don't. And you know why? Because it's my choice. Instead of regretting. I mean, why would I stop to regret? Mm-hmm. It was my decision. So instead of sitting here and, and, you know, regretting, I could just go back to it anytime I wanted. Instead, it was my choice. And I'm, you know, dealing with the consequence, not dealing, I'm just, you know, taking care of the consequences of my choice. I'm just doing what I want. And there is no point. And this is also what I tell the amazing women I work with. It's, there's no point in making a decision from a point of view that, you know, oh, I might regret that. Why should you regret that? Why should you ever go back and think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not like it's set in stone. You can, so many things you can reverse, you can, you know, you can pivot again, you can uh, adjust. People think like it's going to be the end of the world because what if I fail now? Mm -hmm. But what if you can succeed? What if you're going to love it? Yeah, I think people are really focused on what if I fail and what will people think? And it's just shifting that mindset into something a little different of what if you do succeed and you are living a life that's more fulfilling to you. Yeah. And to everybody listening and thinking, oh my gosh, and thinking, you know, what my situation is different and you don't understand. Listen, I get it. I was there, but, but you, you're wrong. I was also telling myself that my situation is different, that I could never, you know, create a fulfilling relationship because after two failed marriages, I mean, how would I even dare to think about it? Yeah. And Everything you tell yourself, you know, as Henry Ford said, whether you say that you can or you can't, you're right. Yes, I love that quote. So, so don't think that your situation is different. Just, just get responsible for your stuff. And that might be uncomfortable for so many people. And I mean, if anybody told me back then when I was so unhappy and nobody knew, by the way, well, there were two people that knew how, you know, my closest friends and that was also so, it was not helping me because what they did was just a poor you, poor you. It's, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, it's so hard for you. I can really see this is a hopeless situation. And I mean, like, no, it wasn't. They were, they wanted to help and I'm, I'm grateful and we're still friends. 
but that was not this, that was so much disabling me to, you know, to, to go and do what I want to. And again, if you're worried that people are going to judge you, I can tell you as much as, of course, they will judge you. But you know what? They're judging you already for the shit that you're doing that you don't like. Yeah. So they might just as well start judging you for something you love. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's your choice. Yeah. How did you handle the critics through those transitions? Was there anything that you turned to or did for yourself mentally? I... I guess I realized, oh, I realized two things. First, something I just said that people are going to criticize you and judge you regardless of what you do. Yeah. So you might just as well do what you love and that that's it. But also, you know, this, there was this, and also this is what made me, you know, want to go and uh, learn about the subconscious mind and how we think and operate as humans and what mm-hmm. allows us to create changes in some aspects of life easily and in others not as easy. Is because if you have noticed the, the you know, the decision of changing my, of pivoting in my career from being veterinarian to being a stylist interior stylist was an easy one for me I mean I didn't give it much thought I I mean either was something I wanted to try so I went for it whereas my personal my personal life it took me years to finally get ready to make that decision to to jump and Mm -hmm. to you know hope that the net will appear by the way it always does as soon as you jump there is the net is amazing but and then it made me think, like, why would I spend so many years worrying, unhappy, crying myself to sleep, hating my life and hating myself for hating it? Because, hey, again, I had this perfect life, right? How could I be so ungrateful? So why did it take me so many years to understand that I can just change it? Whereas in my professional life, I like with a snap of a finger, I just I just changed that. So there are some things that make you make it possible for you to shift in some aspects of your life and in the others, you just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. And it all boils down to your beliefs, to the subconscious beliefs about what is good, what is right, what is stupid, what is smart, what, you know, what is family, what is sex, what is money, what is this, what is that? And all that all that subconscious identity of you of you of yours is creating your outside reality and until you can shift that so what helped me um i guess it was just realizing that if i can shift one area of my life without struggle with ease with joy with excitement then there must be a way to apply this ease and excitement and joy to other areas of my life. I just need to crack the code. And this mm-hmm. is when I started learning about subconscious mind and I became an LP an EFT practitioner and a hypnotherapist. And now it's just, it's, I, I can not even describe the joy that it brings me to 
shift the subconscious beliefs of my clients, of the women that, you know, for their entire life, they believe that, for instance, money is hard to come by and they will never be successful. They don't have the education that will allow them, you know, to create, you know, to, to create a company, maybe to start a business because, you know, nobody in their family ever had one or because they don't have the proper education. And these are just stories we're telling yeah. ourselves. Like, I cannot leave this unfulfilling relationship because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a story. It's just a ner- narrative that you're choosing. And of course, yeah. you're choosing it because it's at the core of your being. But if we shift yeah. that, then you will. It's like when you want to lose weight right? Mm -hmm. For instance, we just, you know, it's, it's, uh, we just had New Year's resolutions not that long ago. And so many people decided to start a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So if you enter in a new, if you enter a new year and thinking, you know what, this year, I'm going to eat healthier, I'm going to move my body, I'm going to maybe go swimming twice a week, and I'm going to change my diet, I know that it's going to be difficult. I know that it's going to be challenging. Actually, it's going to be hard, but I will try my best and I will use my willpower to mm-hmm. succeed. And then the first day you're doing great. The second day you're, yeah, you're on the path. And then three, four five days and you start saying, you know what I need, I soon need a reward. So maybe we're going to have a pizza night tonight. Because, you know, I was doing so great. And maybe next weekend someone, you know, invites you uh, out and uh, you're not going to go to the gym or you're not going to go swimming. And then by, you know, by the third week, you're back to your old self. Yeah. And you say, you know what? It was too much of a hassle. It was too much of a struggle. I'm just not made for this. Mm-hmm. I, I'll wait. I'll wait till, you know, after this, after that, I'll wait till we have to, till we go on holidays, blah, blah. And If you flip that and think, what would person that is healthy by nature is it, she has it in her, you know, blood in her, like she knows that eating healthy food is, is the way, is a way to, you know, to take care of herself, that it's the way she shows herself some, you know, love and her body knows what it needs. And she knows that if she moves her body and she, if she's active physically and eats healthy food, then it's only gonna, you know, make her life better and that it's easy and that it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah. She's not going to feel challenged. She's not going to think like, oh my gosh, it's going to be hard. It's, this is what she is. So if yeah. we can change that, if we can change those beliefs on the subconscious level, what is possible for you versus, you know, what's not mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And those changes are so funny because when we're working together, sometimes I have a client coming back to me and say, you know what, for instance, we're working on boundaries on believing yeah. that, you know, you worth it. You can say no, right. Mm-hmm. You can say mm-hmm. no and it's fine. And for instance, she has a meeting with a family and there may be his mother-in-law and she's always been triggering her and, you know, like it's bringing her down or maybe, and, or, you know, stepping over her, you know, uh, limits. And all of a sudden she comes back and says, you know what, normally I would have said, 
oh yes i'm sorry oh you're right and i don't know where i got this from but all of a sudden i started saying things like no i don't agree with you no Mm -hmm. this is not what i want no we're not going to do it this way anymore and when you can shift that belief within you then any pivot any whether it's professional within your health relationship anything becomes so much easier and i love it yeah one of my favorite lines um, from Tony Robbins is, is change your story, change your life. So if you can change your story that you're telling yourself, your whole life will change. And it's exactly yeah. what you, what you are doing with women right now is you're helping them realize that the story that they're telling themselves isn't what they have to be, isn't the life that they have to live. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, when, when we realize, you know, when we're born, we are, we born this, this, in this particular family, right? If you were born in another country or maybe across the street with a family that that had different rules, that had different beliefs, that had different material status, that had different this or that parents had the different, you know, relationship uh, towards themselves, towards money, towards religion you would be a different person. Mm-hmm. I also have I also have a membership for women. And, and I often say to those amazing ladies when we are in a group setting, I said to them, think, whether we are 10 in the group or 100, we live in 10 or 100 different worlds. Mm-hmm. Because you're telling yourself that life is this way or that way because of your subconscious beliefs. And that doesn't have to be true at all. So if your belief, if the belief that you have, if the story you're telling yourself, it's not supporting you on your journey to what you want to create. This is what Tony Robbins says. Mm -hmm. Then change your story. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be true. Whatever you make true in your mind, it's going to manifest itself in your reality because this is how you're going to then act upon your beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. So just choose your story. Yeah. How did you get into coaching with coaching people? Um, because you had done the shift into the photography area and things like that. How did you make that next pivot then? I, well, it was just when COVID hit. Okay. And I guess for many, many, many of us, it created a lot of, you know, the, it started thinking process. What is life? Mm-hmm. What is world? What, what yeah. is important? What, it, what am I doing with, with my, you know, this and that and my family life? How is it really my, and I sat, I was sitting, I remember, and um, I was, uh, I also wanted to get as, as many you know, jobs as possible as it was COVID. I didn't know what it's like for so many, I was a freelancer. So for Mm -hmm. many freelancers, when COVID started, it was just like, oh my gosh, what's what, like I wasn't on a pay roll. Yeah. Of course, so many people were sent, but home, but, but still. And then I thought, I remember, yeah, but do I even want to do that? Like anymore? Not that it doesn't excite me anymore, not that it doesn't make me, you know, and not that I don't enjoy it, but I guess there is something more. I guess there must be, yeah, 
Uh, like I had guess a bigger they, purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, through talking to friends and there would always be a woman or two or, you know, in around me or, you know, somebody wanted to talk to me, like someone would write to me, you know what? I, I heard I have a, we have a f- common friend and she said that you changed your life. And I was thinking, you know, if you have a moment, because yeah, I could use some advice. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, this is what I want to do. This is so much more important. And I still love beautiful furniture and, and all that. And I'm, my heart is with the Scandinavian design and, but nothing brings me as much joy as, you know, sharing what I know Mm -hmm. and uh, using the tools in my tool belt that I have now just to help because, you know, I didn't have those tools when I shifted. Yeah. And, and as for the, as for the pivot in regards to my career, they were not needed because somehow my subconscious beliefs allowed me to, to pivot without struggle at all. Mm -hmm. Then Obviously, my my beliefs around family and marriage and divorce and, you know, uh, moving countries, all that, they were not, they were not supportive of what I wanted. So I just wish I had someone like myself right now, someone Mm -hmm. I could, you know, uh, turn to. So that the, yeah, that was a good side of, of pandemics for me. Yeah. And um, I guess I can say that, that I needed that final push, that final, because I've been thinking about it for some years. It's not that it came like all of a sudden. Right. But that was a push. That was a push for sure. What do you think has been the hardest part making that transition into the coaching area? I for me, it's a difficult question okay. because, and there's only one reason, because I decided it would be easy. And since I decided it would be easy, I don't think there was anything hard in it. Okay. And if you think about it, like really think about it, anything in life you're struggling, if you just allow it to be easy and just take a deep breath and think, okay. There are people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously possible. If one person can do it, anyone else can do it too. So what if I just allow it to be easy? Mm-hmm. And just like with, you know, going from veterinary medicine to, to photography, I already back then, I decided I'm not going to regret. I'm not going to make it any harder. If, it, if I'm supposed to make it hard, then there is no point. Yeah. And if anyone listening is thinking about pivoting in their career, like it's going to be as difficult or as easy as you allow it to be. Yep. Do, and I think I know the answer, but I'm still going to ask it. What do you think has been the most rewarding Every day I get messages from women from all around the world, women I'm Mm -hmm. currently working one-on-one, women from my membership, 
that are sharing the shifts they're creating, they're both small and big, mm-hmm. huge and tiny. And they're sharing it and they're saying, I, I wouldn't be here without you. And even now sharing this, my mm-hmm. voice gets shaky. I get so emotional because yeah. I couldn't, the ripple effect it has on their lives, on the lives of their children, their families, on everything they do. It's like, I don't regret a single day of my life. Not, not the hardship, not those six long years when I was unhappy. I, yeah, there was a reason, obviously there were some lessons I needed to learn so mm-hmm. that I can now do what I do. This is the most rewarding I've ever experienced. That's amazing. Tell me more about your, so you have coaching one-on-one and you have a membership. So tell me a little bit more about those two different sides. Yes. So I do, uh, I do have, uh, I do coaching one-on-one, um, there is a very limited number of spots, obviously, because of, of the time. And uh, usually it's it's 12 weeks process, 12 week process when we shift. Uh, because the thing is, you know, uh, women come and they usually have, they usually know what they want to work on, only to discover that this is only you know, the most obvious that this is the end result, but there is so much more under that. Mm, There is so much more to shift so many things, you know, to, to reverse and, and re-engineer, reinvent Mm -hmm. that, that usually we go through many, many uh, different uh, stages and areas of life. So that is one possibility. Another possibility, I have a membership that is called mind your happiness club and that membership is a closed one meaning that it only opens a few times a year uh, and uh, for a couple of days and inside um, I there is I'm there every day uh, and there we ha- we're using the tools like hypnotherapy and EFT and there is a monthly coaching and there are scripting prompts and whatsapp group where we connect and also a facebook community where we interact with one another and um, it's it's so amazing to see women from australia from the u.s from canada from europe uh, from south africa uh, you know changing lives day by Mm -hmm. day bit by bit and um and i just i simply love it i i love it so much yeah is there anything that you would tell your five-year-old self um, today after all of your experiences? Hmm. That's, that's an amazing question. I, I guess I would tell her that I would tell her or myself uh, to, to trust that everything is how it's supposed to be right now Mm -hmm. you know to trust the timing that you know what at any time you're exactly where you're supposed to be because I really believe that Um, and uh, that is also something that allows allowed me for years 
after I learned that, you know, that I am, I am the master of my thoughts and I decide where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But this is also uh, something that allows you to, when you think about it, to take things easy and make them easy and learn that lesson. Because I also believe that we get the lesson until we learn it. And obviously for six years, every day, I was freaking not understanding that lesson. I was so bad at it. I sucked at it. I was asking myself all the wrong questions. Why me? Why is it so difficult? Why can't I be happy? Can I get responsible for that? Mm -hmm. How can I make it work? So just trust that you're where you're supposed to be. I guess. Um, Yeah. And when you trust that you are where you're supposed to be, I feel like it makes life a little bit easier that you're not supposed to be somewhere else. Yes. Uh, Of course, you need to remember also that it's not like, you know what, this is obviously where I'm supposed to be and I cannot do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a trap, right? It's like life is like this and uh, poor me, poor me. Obviously, there's nothing I can do about it. No, no. Just it's more like trust that that you need to go through this, you know, to to be able to move forward. So just trust the process and, you know, get your learnings. But yeah, just don't rush it. It's going to come. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Do you have any books or podcasts that you recommend? Oh, gosh. Uh, Yes. Um, My favorite book. Uh, I guess if there was one book I would be allowed to take to, I don't know, to an island or (laughs) wherever, that would probably be The Power of Now, Mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle, and also his podcast. Uh, We live in troubled times, in difficult times. Um, And uh, it's great with so much information, but with that also comes a lot of disinformation, a lot of fear, Mm -hmm. a lot of you know, all those negative emotions. And I guess this book more than anything, any other book that I've came across, come across allows you to understand that everything you need right now, you have right in this moment. And there is no point in, you know, blaming the past or worrying about the future Mm -hmm. because yeah, the only place to work from is now. Actually, this book and like any other good book, uh, you can read it 10 times and 100 times. And every time you're going to read it, you're going to learn something new. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's how I feel about The Alchemist. That yeah. book. I don't know if you've read it before, but yes, I yeah. have. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, any? Do you have any um, other recommendations that you'd like to leave the audience with? Or if not, that's okay, too. No, I, I don't know whether you're familiar with, for instance, with Jim Fortin. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 So Jim's podcast is also something that has a potential of, of to change your life, mm-hmm. really. So absolutely, um, Jim Fortin's podcast, that would also be something I totally, totally recommend. I also love everything by Mel Robbins. Yeah. And the, the last book, um, The High Five Habit, 
absolutely. Um, especially if for anyone that is, you know, commuting or walking daily, uh, the audiobook is is so fun, is so amazing. Uh, so yes, that would okay. be my my top picks. Awesome. I have not read the last one, so I will probably get that on Audible so I can listen to that one. It's great. Also, she's reading yeah. it and she's reading it with full passion. Like, yeah. so uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's great. Perfect. And where can the audience find you on social media or online? Uh, I can be found at pivottohappiness.com. That is my website. And the same goes for the Instagram. It's uh, pivot. Well, if you search pivot to happiness, you're going to easily find it. And then for anyone that wants to get on the wait list to the club, it's mindyourhappiness.club. Very simple. Mindyourhappiness.club. But whenever, if you're going to find me uh, on pivot to happiness, then you're going to be also, uh, you're going to find the way to the club either way. Perfect. I will put all of those in the show notes as well. So Kasha, I want to thank you so much for jumping on and sharing your, your story and how you've pivoted through life. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you so much for having me. And thank you, Jen. It was a pleasure. Yes. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening through another episode of Jamma with Jen. And I really want to thank Kasha for jumping on and sharing her story. You can connect with her at the links below, and then you can connect with me on Instagram at Jamma with Jen podcast. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.